around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. You can follow me on all social media at mbills314. If you would like to send me an email, please send all your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. If you are listening via Facebook, thank you for joining the show today. If you came across this show maybe on Instagram or Twitter, I appreciate you for joining the show as well. Make sure you send these podcasts and every podcast after this to your family and your friends now today i want to talk about two things and the first part of today i want to talk about i want to talk about healing rocks or healing stones or gemstones or metaphysical healing and all these type of things and you may say well why you want to talk about that is that something that you're interested in uh i'm not (laughs) but uh the world and it seems like a lot of millennials are A lot of people are wanting to um, turn away from God and wanting to look to things that he has created to get answers to current problems or current physical things or whatever have you. So I want to kind of deal with that from the first part. And after I play the song, we're going to deal with diligence. So um, if I'm going to take my time, I want to define some terms for you, some biblical terms. Um, that you may know like witchcraft and necromancing and all these things like that and I think I've talked about it before in uh, episodes earlier on when I first started doing this podcast but um, I just kind of came across some things on social media and that's kind of how I get a lot of ideas for my episodes and things I want to deal with as I stroll down my timeline and see things and then um, I pray about it and I get into the word and want us all to learn together you know and then after the information has been presented you have to make a decision and the choice whether you want to still continue on doing that or you want to do it god's way so let's define some terms before we really get into what i want to get into with these healing rocks and things are concerned because some people may have done it some people may be interested in it um but i will encourage you that's something that i you should probably stay away from so Let's deal with it. Um, First term I want to define, let's define divination. Divination means the practice or art of discovering hidden knowledge and foretelling future events by occult supernatural means. Observer of times is another term. Observer of times means one who looks to the stars for guidance, same as astrology or stargazing. It is another form of divination. It is a person who looks to the stars for guidance. You can reference Isaiah 47, 12 through 15, Jeremiah 10, 2, Daniel 1 and 20, and Daniel chapter 5, verse 7, 11, and 15. Now, we don't have time to go into all those scriptures. That's why I want to give you those references so that you can check them out for yourself. One thing we have to keep in mind is that God, he is our guidance, not his creation. A lot of us trying to look to creation to guide us. We're trying to look to things that he created to guide us and give us answers when he himself is the one who has been designed to guide us. 
he's our father. He wants to do the guiding. So when you look to something else to guide you or get answers, then that's when we run into some problems. Another term, enchanter, one who casts spells or bewitches. A witch, one who practices magic and deals with demonic spirits. And I'll stop right there. I think that's enough. I think you're kind of getting the gist of it. But I wanted to define those terms so that you can understand and know what's going on. So now we're going to get into um, healing rock, healing rocks. Now, I know some people may not even know what that is or probably didn't even know that that was a thing. But it's a thing to some people. And a lot of think a lot of people are um, having more inquiring minds about it. So I looked up some things. And uh, let's talk about it. According to the Irish Theological Commission, the belief in the power of crystals stems from a new age belief that God is an impersonal, impersonal force or energy which is vibrating in the universe, which makes sense is why people say, you know, I want to thank the universe, which ultimately they're trying to say, I guess they're trying to thank God because they don't see God as a man. They see God as um energy as substance as you know impersonal so he can he's in rocks he's in this he's in that so that's why a lot of people say uh energy or the vibration i'm just you know the vibration is not feeling right and it says if one wants to get into harmony with this energy then one may do so through certain objects that vibrate in harmony with this energy the new age movement believes that crystal rocks with their beautiful crystal shapes and patterns vibrate with this energy they believe that if you hold a crystal while meditating this energy will flow into you so that's witchcraft you're trying to take something that god has created to get an answer you're trying to meditate and put your mind and your soul into a, to a particular place so that healing can bring, can take place. When God says, you call upon my name and I'll answer, you know, so when you do things like that, you open yourself up to demonic forces. So, okay, you get a crystal. You hold the crystal in your hand. You close your eyes, you meditate, and you're expecting this energy to flow into you. Now, if something flows into you, it was an energy, but it wasn't God. It was a demonic force. So let's say healing takes place. Let's say, hey, I had this pain. I had this situation going on. I used the rock, but I mean, the rock worked because ain't no more, you know, the pain and stuff gone. Yeah, it's gone, but it comes with side effects. What do you mean by side effects? Meaning that you have to understand that Satan is death. Satan doesn't have life in him. Remember, Jesus said, I come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Satan doesn't have any life in him. So anything he has has death in it, meaning that you're subject to lose. It's not sustaining. It's not eternal. Anything that God has and is, is eternal. It's sustaining. It's life giving. Satan doesn't have that. So if you use those healing rocks or whatever type of witchcraft you choose to use to get an answer, you may get your answer. But it's going to come with some side effects and with some consequences and some other things like that is going to flow into your life that's going to damage some other things that now is going to require deliverance from the Lord to pull you out. So that's not something that not now unless you just want to work. Now, some people may be listening to this and you may be like, listen, I don't care what he's saying. I'm going to give me some rocks. You go ahead and get your bag of rocks, but you can't say you didn't know. So you're inviting demonic forces into your life 
when you use things like healing rocks and you go into fortune tellers and you're using tarot cards and you're um, <clears throat> using horoscopes and things like that. That's why I've never been into the, you know, I'm a Cancer, I'm a Leo, I'm a, like, that doesn't mean diddly squat, as the whole people used to say. It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't mean anything because if, if, if your sign is saying that you're this way and then God says you need to act the opposite of what your sign is telling you, what are you going to do? Are you going to go to God and make an excuse and say, well, Lord, I'm a Leo. I can't walk in love because Leos are mean or whatever the stigma is that's tied to that. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's demonic. Can't you see how demonic that is? Those things actually hold you back rather than push you forward. You know, uh, a lot of us will be a lot better off in life if we will actually let those things go. A lot of us will have a lot more prospering relationships if we let those things go. But because we want to hold on to zodiac signs and horoscopes, those things keep us in a certain place in our life and it keeps us from enjoying the fullness right, of what God wants. I ain't talking about you just taking a trip to Miami. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, I'm, I'm living my best life. I'm in Miami on South Beach. There's much more to life than just South Beach in Miami. Now, South Beach is nice, but I'm just saying there's more to life. Now, I want you to understand something about power. P-O-W-E-R. That's what a lot of people tend to want. Power. I want the power. I want power. Let me tell you something about power. There are two types of power. Just like there's two types of knowledge. There's two types of wisdom. There's two types what do you mean? That means there's a God type and there's a devil type. So you have two types of wisdom. You have wisdom that comes from God. And then you have wisdom that comes from Satan, which the Bible says is earthly, sensual, and devilish. There's two kinds of knowledge. You have knowledge that comes from Satan. And then you have knowledge that comes from God, which is called revelation knowledge, which is revealed knowledge. Satan can only deal with common things. God goes beyond the common. So it's the same with power. There's two types of power. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. I will be reading out of the New Living Translation. If you're reading out of a different translation, it's all good. We'll still end up in the same place. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 1, it says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, let us clarify some things about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and how we will be gathered to meet him. Don't be so easily shaken or alarmed by those who say that the day of the Lord has already begun. Don't believe them. Even if they claim to have had a spiritual vision, a revelation, or a letter supposedly from us, don't be fooled by what they say. For that day will not come until there is a great rebellion against God and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the one who brings destruction. He will exalt himself and defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God, claiming that he himself is God that's happening now. Don't you remember that I told you about all this when I was with you and you know what is holding him back? For he can be revealed only when his time comes, for this lawlessness is already at work secretly and it will remain secret until the one who's, who is holding it back steps out of the way. The man of lawlessness will be revealed, but the Lord Jesus will slay him with the breath of his mouth and destroy him by the splendor of his coming. This man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and wonders. He will use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. 
Now that was powerful. That all them ten verses. I hope you you stuck stuck with me on that because God is is showing us some things. But the key verse that I wanted I want us to focus in on is verse nine, where it says, "This man, the man of lawlessness, the man of sin, is talking about an antichrist spirit. This man will come to do the work of Satan with counterfeit power." And signs and wonders. He didn't say he didn't, he was he was going to come with no power. He says going to come with power, but it's going to be a counterfeit. You know, like a counterfeit twenty. You know, it's why when you give large bills to um, stores, they got to take the little marker out and check it to make sure it's real. It's not counterfeit. So Satan deals with power of the soul. You say, what's the soul? The soul is the mind, the will, and emotion. That's why witchcraft, all it involves the mind. It involves the emotion. It involves because Satan can't, he doesn't have any power in the spirit. Satan, the Lord deals with your spirit, which is who you are. You know, you are spirit. You have a soul. You live inside of a physical body. So you are a spirit. So God deals with you. Satan can't, um, Satan doesn't speak to your spirit. Satan wants to get your soul. He wants to tap into your mind, your will, and your emotions. He wants to tap into all of that. That's why they try to, you know, they want to get your mind to this place and focus your energy and stuff on that. Yeah, mm-mm. That's counterfeit power. You maybe say, why? It worked. Yeah, it's counterfeit power. Signs and wonders and miracles, as the scripture says. Counterfeit. Keep that in mind. It's not real power. It's not real power. Real power is when Jesus spoke to Lazarus after he'd been dead for four days and called him out by his name. And the Bible says Lazarus came forth after he's already been embalmed. That's power. The ability to die for mankind, raised from the dead, walk amongst the people for 50 days and go back to heaven and promises people that he's coming back again to get you. That's power. An example of a counterfeit, of counterfeit power, is the only thing I can think of is the situation with Moses. You may be like, what are you talking about? Let's go to it. Turn to Exodus chapter seven. Let's look at verse one. Exodus seven, verse one, it says, then the Lord said to Moses, pay close attention to this. I will make you seem like God to Pharaoh. He said, I'm gonna make you seem like God. Remember, this is the Lord talking to Moses. It says, then the Lord said to Moses, pay close attention to this. I will make you seem like God to Pharaoh and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Tell Aaron everything I command you and Aaron must command Pharaoh to let the people of Israel leave this, leave his country. But I will make Pharaoh's heart stubborn so I can multiply my miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. God is saying he's about to um, do miraculous signs in the land of Egypt. Verse four, even then Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you. So I will bring down my fist on Egypt. Then I will rescue my forces, my people, the Israelites from the land of Egypt with the great acts of judgment. Verse five, when I raise my powerful hand and bring out the Israelites, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 when they made their demands to Pharaoh. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand, show me a miracle. When he does this, say to Aaron, take your staff and throw it down in front of Pharaoh and it will become a serpent. Now watch this. God said, take your staff 
throw your staff down. When you throw your staff down, your staff is going to turn into a snake. It's a miracle, right? Kind of because it's impossible. Like, you can't throw a stick down you in the park. You can't take a stick, throw it down, and turn into a snake. That's, that just doesn't happen. Verse 10, it says, So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before, the, before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh called in his own wise men and sorcerers, and these Egyptian, and these Egyptian magicians did the same thing with their magic. They threw down their staffs, which also became serpents. Watch this. But then Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. He still refused to listen, just as the Lord had predicted. God told Moses, throw down your staff, it's going to turn into a snake in front of Pharaoh. They went and did just that, threw down the staff, it turned into a snake. Pharaoh called in sorcerers and magicians, those who practice witchcraft. He said, oh, I can do that. I'm paraphrasing. Hey, boys, come on in and take your sticks. Bring your sticks in here. They took their sticks, threw their sticks down. Their stick became a snake. Did you notice the next verse said, but Aaron's snake swallowed up their snake as an example of the power of God. Counterfeit, real power. Real power will always override a counterfeit. So if you want to get a quick fix with some counterfeit demonic power, that's your choice. But keep in mind, it has death attached to it. You're going to lose something. It's not sustaining. Now God, that's power. I ain't talking about energy. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. That's power. So I wanted to deal with that on this side eight today because I just really want us all to come into understanding of the scripture and to live our life the best that we know how and following God's word. I don't know why people think that living for God is boring or, you know, it's this this weird thing. No, it's just living your life. God's giving you a personality, but when it comes to certain things, it's like, okay, you have, you want to inquire the scriptures about that. Okay, is this cool? Is this cool to do? That's all. It's, it's called boundaries. Now, as people say, you know, you can break boundaries, of course, but there's always consequences to when you're doing something that you, you know you're not supposed to do. And we're all subject to doing that. But my responsibility is to tell it. And tell it with an understanding so that we all can live out and walk in the fullness of what God has called us to. So I'll be right back. Here's Childish Gambino. Feels like summer. I like this song right here.
This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. So now I want to deal with diligence because um, I was told years ago that that is a secret ingredient to success in life in every arena is diligence. Remaining diligent. And um, that was on my heart this week as I was going over some things pertaining to the podcast and getting things together and making plans and writing out ideas and and things like that so um i said you know i want to talk about that i want to bring that on the show because i know a lot of us looking for tutorials for a lot of stuff and there's nothing wrong with tutorials but i think the purpose of a tutorial for anything whether you're looking to do better in your finances or you know whatever it is i think the purpose of a tutorial is to follow through not, and not follow through one time, but be diligent with, you know, the information that they're giving you. So a lot of us won't be successful in life. A lot of us want the bag. A lot of us aren't diligent. We got to become more diligent. So Proverbs 13, 4, it says the soul of the sluggard craves and gets nothing while the soul of the diligent is richly su- supplied. Now it's talking about us. That the soul of the sluggard, the person who's lazy, the person who oh, I'm not want to do it today. It says we crave, we have a craving, we want to do it, but a craving ain't gonna get you nowhere if you don't do it. It says the crave, a crave and get nothing. It says while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. So I always look at people that are very successful, even in the uh, secular arena. If you want to talk about actors, if you want to talk about musicians, you know, I think the king of Instagram right now is Will Smith. And uh, I think he's over um, in another part of the world. I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, but I look at his diligence and how he was talking about how he was, he was pretty much running the summers in the box office for like five plus years probably longer than that like he was running the summer so while a lot of us was you know going to school and doing whatever he's over shooting movies and doing stuff and preparing for the next summer you know a person like himself he's like he's thinking about two summers from now i'm gonna put i'm gonna make this movie and i'm just gonna come out in two years or whatever that's diligence that's why he's highly successful and then one of my favorite actors which is denzel washington which i think is just a treasure in hollywood like his diligence i think his ability to not want to take every every role and to pick certain roles that he know that fits him 
is good. And he's been diligent in doing that for his entire career. That's why he puts out good movies. I think he was doing an interview with Jamie Foxx on, uh, I was watching on YouTube, and he was, he was talking about some particular role, I think, that Brad Pitt uh, did, or Leonardo DiCaprio, or, or somebody did it. I can't remember who took the role. But Denzel was like, you know, I didn't want to take that because I, I felt it was too demonic. That says a lot. That says a lot about his morality. And, you know, I'm not just trying to take anything. I, yeah, I crave and I I want, but I'm not going to crave or want anything. You know what I'm saying? But whatever our profession is, whatever our passions are, we have to be diligent in doing it. You know, so that's why I said, yo, I have to commit. I have to put out these episodes every week because as the show is gaining momentum, as more people are tuning in and joining the show, I have to be there to supply that content as much as I can. Proverbs 10:4 says a slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. So a lot of us, we can't have a slack hand, a lazy hand. It says causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. Now, you want to be diligent in legal matters. <laughs> I gotta say that I ain't talking about you hustling on the street, y'all. If you say, "Hey, yo," the Bible says I gotta be diligent, and this one job ain't getting it, so I'ma sell a little something on the side. Nah, 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 nah. Now you putting yourself in um, situation that's gonna be kind of hard to get you out of. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about another legal means. God has placed a desire and a passion inside of each and every one of us. Each and every one of us have a purpose. Each and every one of us have um, aspirations and things that we want to do that we can monetize from, you know? So we have to be diligent if we want to see the fruit of it. Galatians 6, 9, I, I felt was a good verse. It says, and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. And this goes to people who say, yo, I felt like I'd be diligent. I have been diligent and I still don't see anything. Well, the Bible says, let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. It's not just season. That's just, yo, that's just the simplest matter of it. Now, I know we want stuff quick. We want it when we want it. But we have to know that God is smarter than us. He knows that if possibly he was to give us this thing now, it could destroy us. You think you're ready. You may not be ready. So that's what I'm saying. We don't need to go to a counterfeit power or, or a counterfeit nothing. Let's just be patient so that when we get it from God, we can receive the full benefit and not be getting it and feeling bad that you got it. Like none of that. We want to enjoy it when we get it. First Corinthians 15, 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. So these episodes aren't in vain. Um, I'm being diligent. And I'm doing my assignment. I'm doing what God's placed in my heart to do. You know, playing music that I enjoy and just being myself. You know, not compromising. It's just me. I love the Lord. He saved me and I desire and I love teaching God's word. And I desire to learn more and I desire for others to learn more. Because so many people are turning away from God. And I felt like, you know, and I believe that God has placed this burden for lack of a better term in my heart for people to get an understanding of God's word. Second Peter 314 it says, Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. Proverbs eleven twenty seven it says, Whoever diligently seeks good seeks favor, but evil comes to him who searches for it. Kind of go into what we was talking about inside A. 
It says, whoever diligently seeks good, meaning that your intentions are good, you, you want to do what's right. It says you seek favor, it's favor from God. It says, but evil comes to him who searches for it. You might be like, well, I'm not searching for evil, but if evil is attached to what you're searching for, then you've searched for evil. So if you're trying to get the crystal rocks or you're trying to get witchcraft or trying to go somewhere to get the quick fix that you feel like God is not moving at your pace, that's evil attached to witchcraft. So inherently you're searching for evil. You understand? And um, we all just have to do better. And we all have to look to God and look to his word for our answer. Not IG, not Twitter, not Facebook. I don't care if they have 3.5 million followers. So don't go with this. You don't go with the status quo. We love people. We pray for people, but we following God. We're not following people. Now, if that person is following the Lord, then that's good. That's cool. But if in, in any time that person says, I don't think I want to go the Lord's way no more. I think I'm going to go my way on this one. Then that's when you stop and you proceed and go the opposite direction. All right, if these podcasts have been a blessing to you, please send this to all your family and friends. Make sure that you subscribe to these podcasts on iTunes, YouTube, and Spotify. I am looking to grow my audience even more. I was kind of looking at some analytics and statistics and things like that pertaining to the show, and I noticed that every month, a hundred or more people are downloading these episodes, and that's a blessing. Listeners, I have people that have downloaded episodes in Sweden this week. I've never met him. <laughs> Don't know nobody in Sweden. I think IKEA is in Sweden, the company. But I think that that's a, um, I think that's a blessing. And I thank you, everybody that's listening from all over the world. That's why I say every time I record a show, I, I record it as if I'm talking to millions of people all over the world because I truly believe that I am. And um, you all just continue to pray for me. And if you would like to be a sponsor, I am looking for sponsors on the show for the show if you are interested in becoming a sponsor if you feel like the show that i do represents your business or your company and you don't mind being attached to this show then send me an email to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com remember these words from the book of romans chapter 3 verse 4 the latter verse let god be true and every man be a liar until next time i'm out